the Caps' path to the playoffs. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked on Cap. So in this edition of Locked on Capitals, we talk about the Cap's path to the playoffs. It is a narrow path, and the margin for error is razor fine, but there is a path. If they can refine the hockey that they played in the month of December, if they can conjure up those feelings that they had in December and how they were able to really kill it out there and turn their season around. Do they ultimately have that? We'll talk about that in the show. And then we'll talk about Rasmus Sandin and how he came in here uh, to this team from the Maple Leafs. And can he be a game changer? Could he be the missing ingredient the Caps were looking for to help catapult them over the top? And then in the final segment, we will talk about the Caps blue line which was pretty much doom and gloom, but how things have changed recently. But just to get it going here, talking about the Caps, and in the month of December, you know, this team turned it around, and they were playing so great. Uh, the months that followed before in October, November, not so good. December, it was like a completely different team. And then the months that followed after that, they lost their way again. And uh, you could, you know, make some comparisons to John Carlson getting injured, but you could also oddly draw lines to the return of Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson to the lineup. As odd as that sounds, two huge pieces on this team. You think that on paper this team would get that much better because those players are that great. But for whatever reason, for me, it seems like the Caps just kind of leaned back and thought that those two guys were going to take care of everything. And that's kind of when you started to see the slide. And, uh, you know, John Carlson, who plays a huge role on this team, the number one blue liner injured. He took that slap shot off the face from Dylan, and he's still a ways out. Um, there's not too much ways left, if you will. There's not a whole a lot of regular season hockey left to play. So we hope that the Caps can get John Carlson back so this team can start to even play better than they already are. And it is a roller coaster season. I got to be honest with you. Highs and lows and highs and lows. Win really big games against big opponents. And then they'll lose some games they should have won. But how are the Caps ultimately going to find their way through the narrow path to get them to the playoffs? It is going to be difficult to make no mistake about it. But ultimately, I do think it's possible. John went down. And that's when I think our consistency started general manager, inconsistency rather, uh, general manager Brian McClellan noted, it's hard to replace a guy like him. I do think it has a big effect on the results from the end of December on and what contributed to what I would call inconsistencies. And uh, that's what I talked about. You know, it was interesting that everyone around the Capitol said, well, the team is struggling or, you know, they're playing well, but imagine how well they're going to play once Backstrom comes back, once Wilson comes back. And then when those two players finally came back, they struggled. It was a bit of an odd thing. And I think that that's my assessment 
uh, to it is they thought that, you know, they came back and, you know, we can kind of finally relent a little bit. These guys are going to help carry the weight of our team because that's what they've done for so many years. I think that in the month of December, this team was so dialed in and everyone was pulling on that collective rope wanting to win. You know, you saw Charlie Lindgren step in and fill in for Darcy Kemper when he was injured. This team was on a mission. And then when Wilson and Backstrom come back, they struggled. A bit of an odd thing as an observer. So while the team isn't currently in a playoff position, are things really as dire as they seem? Washington has a game in hand and currently sits five points out of the second wildcard spot behind the Islanders who are kicking off a three-game road swing in California, starting with a challenging matchup against the high-flying Los Angeles Kings, but ending with two relatively easy matchups against the Anaheim Ducks and San Jose Sharks. And Caps fans, we've been there before and had kind of mixed results against those teams. Um, We played well against the Sharks, but kind of a mixed bag against the Ducks. Um, So the Islanders, you know, this would be a good chance for them to kind of solidify their spot uh, in the standings and make it that much more difficult for the Capitals to move ahead. Caps have a bit of a tougher schedule ahead. They have one against the Rangers and the Sabres. It is going to be uh, not an easy out, as they say. So a difficult thing for the Caps. And ultimately, how are they going to do it? Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Penguins are seven points ahead of Washington with 78 points after a 3-2 to two overtime win over the New York Rangers on Sunday, writes Washington Hockey Now. So I do think it's possible, but a lot is going to hinge on the play of the Islanders, on the play of the Penguins, and most notably, the, the Capitals, can they continue to string together wins? That is the question uh, there. Beyond the two wild card teams, the Caps also have to compete with other teams in the race. The Florida Panthers pose a major concern as they are two points ahead at 73 and sit closer to playoff territory. Also, the Senators are just one point behind Washington and the Red Wings and Sabres also sit in it just two points back from D.C. as well. All of these teams have seen their share of struggles but have been racking up points of late and have the firepower to make a run for the spot. And certain players uh, seem to you know, really help propel this team. And Rasmus Sandin, who I'll talk about later in the show, seems to be one of these players, a guy that was kind of just... Uh, you know, set aside and disregarded by the Toronto Maple Leafs has come here and made the most of his opportunity. Really great two-way play, getting involved in the scoring and playing sound defensively. I'm very excited about Rasmus Sandin and what he brings to this team. After a convincing 5-1 to win over New York on Saturday, Washington knows that replicating that strong all-around play, which saw chemistry across the board, key names shutting things down on defense, and Darcy Camper at the top of his game will be vital with 15 more games on the slate. There's also very much hope still and a lot of play in the room. And you got to know that with Ovechkin out there, with Oshie out there, with Backstrom and Wilson and all these guys, you think they're just going to lay over and play dead? This team still wants to win games. This team still wants to make it to the playoffs. And they're going to do their level best to do it. I have no doubt in my mind. So I ultimately think the Capitals, uh, the Caps are going to do what they have to do to win as many games. Are they going to be able to achieve their objective? I guess that remains to be seen. But I have faith that uh, these guys in the locker room are going to apply pressure. You even saw Anthony Mantha really step up in the last game. That's what I'm talking about. If you can get everyone you know, going all at one time, I think sky's the limit. And um, 
I don't want to count them out yet, to be honest with you. I think that it is a razor fine uh, line that they have to to walk there to be able to to make it in there. But it, you know, I think they're up for the challenge. If we put more games like that, more complete games as a team, we might be right there at the end. Oshi acknowledged. Money Puck currently has the Capitals at a six point seven percent chance to make the playoffs, with Ottawa and Florida having better odds at sneaking into the postseason. However, things have been looking up with this team picking up wins in four of its last five, and Rasmus Sandin proving to be a solid addition all the while john carlson is making progress towards a return as well which should provide a boost the biggest question out there is the return of john carlson and when is that going to be are we ultimately going to see him back this season um or you know if they make it to the postseason will he return in the postseason i think it could be a game changer just with you know, the addition to Rasmus Sandin and John Carlson out there and TVR and Jansen and Faravari and Irwin and all of them playing out there, Alexiev. It's going to be a, an interesting thing to watch. And I think the Caps are in a really good position. They're in a better position they've been in in quite some time. So I am optimistic. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I choose to have a positive outlook uh, on it there. Obviously, the games going forward are must-win games, especially showdowns with the Islanders and the Pens later this month. There is little room for error but at the same time, Washington also needs the teams that are competing with to lose some key matchups going down the st stretch, which feature 30 more possible points for the club. So that's what I'm talking about. It is not going to be easy, but if they can get a little bit of luck, and yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call it luck. I think the Caps can do it. How are they going to play if they make it to the playoffs? That is another question altogether. But for me, if they can find a way to get this team together and make it to the playoffs, then that's not how the Capitals have played the rest of the season. I think the sky's the limit. We're only five points back, Dylan Strom said. We got to take care of business and we'll get the job done. And um, a lot different team than it was last year. A lot of people point to me and they say, well, look how the Caps did in the postseason last year. They got eliminated right away. A lot of different things out there. You also didn't have, you know, top pedigree goaltenders in Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. You had inconsistent Sam Sonoff and Vanacek. Uh, you also have the additions of Strom and Milano out there and Rasmus Sandin. And there's some different pieces there that weren't there last year. So it's not an apples for apples comparison. It is going to be interesting down the stretch to see how this team does. Do they ultimately have it in the tank to make a big push? Uh, that's what we're hoping for, but I guess it remains to be seen if they do. It is exciting, that is for sure. All right, so after the break here, one of the biggest additions in all of the NHL at the trade deadline, no, not just the Capitals, one of the biggest in the entire NHL is Rasmus Sandin on the Capitals as a game changer. What does he mean for this team? We'll talk about him next. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sports app, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Uh, then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Wizards game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger game payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of the biggest additions uh, at the trade deadline was the addition of Rasmus Sandin to this team, a game changer. And I'll admit, when I first heard of the addition to the team, I'm like, I've heard the name. I've heard that he was on the third pairing. I, I heard that it, you know, he, he had goals of being on the first pairing in, in Toronto. Ultimately, it did not come to fruition for him. He did not achieve his objective, but I, what I do know is the cap sent Gustafson in that first round pick to Toronto. And they got a guy that has totally changed the outlook of this team, at least in the sample size that we've seen thus far. Um, and that's all we can go really on. We can't say how he's going to be in the long run. Um, just to things to consider here. He's got one goal and seven assists for eight points in his first four games. He leads all NHL defensemen in points since making his caps debut on March 4th. Uh, Colorado's uh, Kale McCarr second with seven points in five games. He's the first player in franchise history to record eight points in three multi-point games in his first four contests. He and former Caps defenseman Dmitry Orlov are the first Blue Liners to record at least eight points in their first four games with their new team since Sergei Zabov uh, with Pittsburgh in 95-96. He's already set the franchise record for most assists through four games. The Caps have outscored opponents 8-1 to at 5-on-5 five five with Sandine on the ice per natural hat trick. Yes, Sandine has been that good. It is possible he's benefiting from a new team energy bounce. Sure. Well, his deployment change when number one defenseman John Carlson returns. That is the question. Where does Rasmus Sandin fit into this? That is the question posed here by The Athletic. It is going to be interesting to see where he fits in, but it stands to reason that he can only be a positive addition to this team and help propel them even further uh, to their objective as to being one team to be reckoned with here. Um, and so it's just, you know, one of the things to look at is, is he really playing that well? Or is ju this just a small sample size? Is four games a very small sample size? It is. But if you're the Caps, you've got to absolutely be thrilled with the early returns on the 22-year-old 2018 first-round pick whom you acquired from Toronto on February 28th. 
There's upside, GM Brian McClellan said recently about Sandine, whom he plucked from the Maple Leafs for Gustafson in the first round pick. He's going to get an opportunity with us to play higher in the lineup. There's only room to grow for him. We see him, hopefully, a guy that can build around a young top four defenseman that will play here for a long time. And, you know, to be honest with you, when I heard that Orloff and Hathaway got shipped out to Boston, I was pretty down in the dumps about it. I'm a longtime Caps fan, and I did not like it. But ultimately, Orloff, you know, was looking for a seven-year deal. The Caps wanted to give him a three-year deal. And Hathaway had talked about wanting to test free agency. So Mac did the correct thing, which was trade him. So the Caps could get something in return. Otherwise, if they made it to free agency in July, they would have got zero for them. And what did they get in return? They got a young defenseman that has done nothing but absolutely kill it since he's been here. And that's what I was talking about, rattling off those stats that are not just one of the greatest acquisitions for the Caps, but one of the greatest acquisitions in the NHL at the trade deadline. A skilled, smooth, 5'11", 182-pound puck mover, Sandine skated a career-high 29-58 in Washington's 3-2 shootout loss to the Devils on Thursday. That total was nearly five minutes more than his previous high established just a game earlier. Um, and again, I think that the sky is the limit on this guy here. In the short term, Sandine has helped the Caps go 2-1-1 one, one since his arrival and remain in the postseason hunt, even if their playoff math is still challenging. In the long term, though, his play could help a- ending up influence how the team attacks the offseason. I think that, you know, potentially the Capitals don't need to be as aggressive as they're starting to get some of these blue liners under contract. Uh, Trevor and I were starting to know each other really well, both on the ice and off the ice. Sandine told reporters getting to know each other very off the ice. We're bringing that on the ice as well. He's been helping me a lot since the first practice, the first game. So positivity exudes. Rasmus Sandine has come here and done nothing but kill it. I mean, he has not come up short. He has been better than advertised. You don't see that too often. Sometimes you see as advertised, better than advertised, in my opinion. We're both very excited to be here, the younger Sandine said, and looking forward to being here, hopefully, for a very long time. Uh, that was him talking about the the father trip, you know, his father, Patrick, and him. And uh, he is, his father as well is so happy for him as well, as he should be. Um, you know, he did a pretty good job with the Maple Leafs, but has come here and just killed it. And we are so happy to have him on this team. And I ultimately look forward to what we see from Rasmus Sandin in the years to come. I think it could be a game changer. And uh, I think if you're a Caps fan, you got to just love this uh, all the way around. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the Caps blue line. For the longest time, all the talking heads in the NHL were saying, what is this Caps blue line going to do? John Carlson is the only guy under contract. Things have changed a lot. How have they changed? We'll talk about it next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. 
So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now, I personally take it because I have some young children at home, and if you have kids... Maybe you can relate that you need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugars, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before the trade deadline, there was a lot of talk around the NHL and amongst beat writers for the Capitals saying, what is this blue line going to do? John Carlson is the only blue liner under contract. Then the trade deadline happened and the Caps picked up Rasmus Sandin. Jensen got a new deal. TVR got a new deal. John Carlson is going to be returning at some point this season. And then you have some, you know, Matt Irwin, what you're going to do with him. And then you also have Alexiev and Vinny Iario. There are so many possibilities that the Capitals are not limited. Are the Capitals all set on the blue line? No, but they're in a much better position uh, than they were before the trade deadline. And that is due in large part to uh, you know, Rasmus Sandin, and also the positive, you know, contracts going forward that we know that we have TVR here and we have Jensen here for years to come. So there's not as much, um, you know, worry about what's going to be the case. But TVR getting his new deal, the defenseman's contract will carry an average value of $3 million. Van Riemsdyk, 31, has notched a career-high 19 points with 7 goals and 12 assists across 66 games for Washington. Through 522 career games with Chicago, Carolina, and Washington, Van Riemsdyk has 108 points 24 goals and 84 assists. So uh, one of the things that I hear quite often on Twitter and YouTube and all that is it goes against the narrative that this team wants to get younger. So Van Riemsdyk is 31. It's not like he's that old. And there is still plenty of youth on the blue line. Rasmus Sandin is a younger guy, 22 years old. You take a look at Vinny Iario, another young guy, Alexiev. There is going to be some youth and some experience. And I think that ultimately that is what's best. You don't want to just exclusively young players. Uh, less than two weeks ago after trading Rasmus Sandin and re-signing Jansen, the Caps 23-24 blue line continues to take shape with versatile and reliable Van Riemsdyk back in the fold. Washington has four defensemen, Carlson, Sandin, Jensen, and Van Riemsdyk under contract through at least next season. Faravari and Alexiev, meanwhile, are restricted free agents and expected to be back as well, writes the Athletic. So, 
positivity, I think that this Caps team, even if they don't make it to the playoffs, are sitting in a good position for next year. Uh, Carlson, Jensen, and Sandine are viewed internally as three of the Caps, Caps' top four defensemen going forward. Could Vera Faravari be the other? If McClellan believes Faravari can fill the role, then the blue line is mostly set. Can you believe we're talking about it, that it could be ostensibly set? If McClellan has Delta, it's possible Faravari slots in on the third pair alongside Van Riemsdyk, and Mac takes a big hack at landing a high-end player either via the trade market or free agency. Mac is expected to have enough cap space to go shopping this summer. So I don't think the Capitals are done yet. I don't think Mac is done yet. I think a lot is going to be determined on how the team finishes this year and how many of those players they can get to come back, you know, cap space and compliance and all that kind of thing. Right now, the caps are in one of the better positions than they've been in the blue line in particular than they've been in for quite some time. So I think there is a lot of positivity around this team. And I think they're in a really great position to make a push for the postseason. Again, even if that is not attainable, it is they're sitting in a good position for years to come. And that's quite an about face from what we were talking about you know, before the trade deadline. So positivity for the Caps. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on uh, at Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. If you haven't done already, already, when you're using your podcatcher of choice, if it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, whatever, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. And then when you're done doing that, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, make sure and give the videos a thumbs up and leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. And I want to thank you guys for helping this channel grow. We are at over 450 subscribers on YouTube. Let's get that up to 500. And I can thank just you guys here for helping me get this far in this channel, getting this far. Let's see if we can continue to help grow it together. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.